I feel kind of strange, but <laughs> my radio career actually wasn't like most radio careers. Welcome to Brand with On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. I worked with some of the, the best morning shows, the best DJs, best researchers, everything. And I would say the major concept is for them to learn what their strength is and then hyper-focus on that. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. When it comes to radio, Dwight Douglas is a name you probably know, and if you don't, you really should. After working on the PBS TV show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, he joined the ABC Radio Group as they were developing their FM properties. And then he moved to Atlanta to join the largest radio consulting firm in the entire world, Burkhart Abrams & Associates, where he later became their president and worked with media companies around the world. During that 25-year period, he was instrumental in recruiting and coaching high-profile radio morning shows, including Howard Stern, by the way. Throughout his career, he's written numerous screenplays, magazine articles, and the author of several books. And he's decided to write full-time now. He lives in Florida on the Gold Coast there in Venice and has just released a semi-fictionalized account of how radio got where it is. True Radio Confessions, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome the one and only Dwight Douglas. Hey, Dwight. Hey. Thank you so much. We are so glad to have you. So, with the release of the book, The True Radio Confessions, you craft a story that is partially factual, but some thinly veiled references, if I'm reading it right. So what inspired you to use a fictionalized style that chronicles so much of what happened that could almost be the truth with a small letter T? Well, I think the first desire was not to do an autobiographical approach because I I feel kind of strange, but <laughs> my radio career actually wasn't like most radio careers. Yes. And because I spent so much time consulting rather than being sort of in the trenches as a disc jockey or moving around like that. I didn't want to go there. And I've always was taken with Forrest Gump, the movie. Mm -hmm. The idea of a fictional character who keeps popping up in real events or real situations. I always thought that was a great movie. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. when I was moving to Florida, driving back and forth between New York and here, I started listening to Tom Clancy novels. And I loved Clancy's ability to put all this factual information into some of these stories. And as you're following a story that Clancy wrote, you realize that when he was talking about computers, he got it exactly right. So I wanted to create a fictional character who could go through his timeline from the 60s to 2000. And the whole idea... I say to people that I know really well, I say, it's written in code. And if you read it and you happen to know that what happened in San Diego actually happened in Chicago or what happened in Cleveland actually happened in Pittsburgh, right. it's an interesting little puzzle. So that was my desire was to be able to cover some real things and real people and real tragedies, some of them, but at the same time, focus the story on the arc of a radio guy and why that was fun and all the things that he went through personally, but also 
along the way show radio's arc and how radio changed technically, legally, socially, all those other things. Yeah. And the sex, drugs, and rock and roll is just, you know, that wasn't the original title. <laughs> and, and we got rid of the other title because it was a lyric from a song. And I talked to uh, Michael Smur Cornish, who has a book that has a song title in it. And I asked him, I said, was that hard getting permission? He said, yeah, it took forever. So I went another way and nobody owns sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Ah, <laughs> good stuff. Well, you've certainly introduced us to very interesting radio characters like Herbie Klottenfeld, or better known to listeners as Sonny Joe McPherson and others too, but also bringing some real radio characters ranging from legends like Cousin Brucey and Scott Shannon and others who are still very much uh -huh. in the game. Well, thinking about the most successful and long-lasting air talent you've witnessed, Mike, uh. What are some of the common yeah. traits that they all share? What lessons can we learn from them today? Right. Well, first of all, the best talents that I worked with, and I worked with some of the, the best morning shows, the best DJs, best researchers, everything. Everything that we did was really an amazing learning process. And I would say the major concept is for them to learn what their strength is and then hyper-focus on that. Like, for example, Howard Stern as a disc jockey sucks. Mm -hmm. He admits it. I don't have any trouble saying that he can't even read a spot very well, right? But he is an amazing interviewer and he's a funny guy. But at the same time, you have to understand what else do you need around you? And like Howard wasn't as good without Robin Quivers. There's no question about that. He would admit that. And then the other players and his team continue to help him be successful. So don't be afraid of working with people that make you stronger. And also know what it is that you do really well. If you're Jack Armstrong, which was one of the fastest talking, crazy top 40 disc jockeys, mm. that's his shtick. Mm -hmm. right. For him to try to go over to AOR and go like, yeah, Jack Armstrong here, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it wouldn't mm -hmm. have worked. So uh, know your strength, focus on that, do that the best of your ability. So your book really shares some very hilarious stories, many of which I know did happen because I either was there or heard about them or read about them at the time. But a lot of times it wasn't by the characters that we meet in the book. One question is, has the consolidation, the research, kind of the corporatization of radio removed the crazy out of the industry? Well, I do believe that creativity is a byproduct of confidence, at the same time taking risks and being yourself. Uh, but as I learned in real life, there was a disc jockey who was kind of talking like this, you know, one of those lacquer guys, top 40 Joe kind of guy. And I said, you really need just be yourself. Don't try to be a disc jockey, be yourself. So we went to the hotel, turned on the radio, and this is what we heard. Hi, Bob Johnson here. Having a great time with you. <laughs> so you learn the lesson that sometimes being yourself isn't necessarily where it's at. But yes, you're right. He may have been a boring jock, but all the people around him at that radio station were crazy. And I think if you're too serious, you end up doing serious radio. If you want to have a fun, wacky party kind of radio station, yeah, let the people get crazy. I mean, as I say in the book many times, in any other business, some of these people would have been fired and thrown out of the industry. But in radio, man, people could get away with murder. <laughs>
Oh, in your book, uh, you have one character ask another, will FM radio kill AM radio? And the response was absolutely. Well, from your vantage point today, our question is, will streaming audio, podcasting, and uncurated home playlist replace radio? First of all, I love the term uncurated. It's great because isn't that free form, right? (laughs) If somebody's just listening to what they want. But seriously, we know that radio as a one-to-many concept, which was supposed to be local and personal. Uh, But if you just want a certain kind of music, you can stream it now. If you want to learn about a certain subject, you have podcasts. The problem here is the term radio. It's just what comes out of the speaker with some sort of adjective before, whether it's uh, internet radio, satellite radio, my playlist on a station streaming service. Radio has been redefined. Yes. And it's just like a couple elections ago, people were saying Bernie Sanders was a socialist and young people were like, oh, he's into social media. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you were to offer one piece of advice for someone who's trying to navigate this whole media quagmire that's happening today and be ready for what comes next, what would your advice be? Well, I think my best advice is don't chase some notion of the next big thing. When I worked in the software business, I had a programmer who was brilliant, and he would always come into my office and sit down and say like, hey, what do you think the next big thing is going to be? And I was like, stop, Michael, don't do that. As soon as you set your mind into trying to find the next big thing, you'll never find it. That's the wrong approach. So don't get sucked into this whirling, changing, fad thing. Go for trends, don't go for fads. Next thing is be flexible. Things change fast. You know, one day it's Twitter, then it's TikTok, and then, you know, six months from now it's going to be blah, 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 whatever that is. And you need to be able to get there early and adjust to whatever that new thing is. And finally, don't expect to get rich. I talked to somebody the other day, they wanted advice on a book. And we were going through all the things, and they said, Well, look, what I really need is to make, make about 100, 150,000. But I said, Stop. Go into writing a book and publishing a book thinking you're not going to make any money at all. Don't work on getting rich. Work on getting smart and learn and find a mentor. You know, mentor is it. I love it. I think we need to do more of that. And then the other thing is just be patient. Yep. Mm-hmm. We are with the legendary Dwight Douglas. Hey, is there somebody you'd love to hear from? We'd love to get your suggestions. Email them to show at brandwithondemand.com. And now we've got a whole new way to stay in touch online. You can get in touch socially on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for Brandwith Plus. That's Brandwith, P-L-U-S, one word. And we'll be looking for you there. Coming up. Dwight tells us about things that radio did so well, we just stopped doing them. 
and we should be doing them again. Hi, I'm Jeff McCarthy, Vice President of Programming for Duke Wright's Midwest Communications. I'm Tony Larino from Throwback Nation Radio. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Hey, I'm Bailey, Program Director for KOSP and Midwest Family Broadcasting in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, my name is Jonathan Schaefer. I'm the Program Director at The Legend, 650 AM WSM. Ready to join these raving fans? I'm so thankful for Music Master and the team for helping us grow our station into what it is today. Never stop learning. Music Master's educational webinars have helped us to become excellent music schedulers. Visit musicmaster.com today. I cannot thank the Music Master team enough. Hi, this is Hannah B., associate producer of the Brand With podcast and a big fan of Morning Show Boot Camp. Last year, I had graduated and was looking for an on-air job. Kipper urged me to attend Morning Show Boot Camp, and now I'm doing Drive Time Radio in suburban Chicago, co-hosting Morning Drive with Eddie Volkman of Eddie and Jobo fame and Afternoon Drive at 1023 XLC. At the last boot camp, I met Sean Tempesta, Shelby Sauce, and Riley Couture, who have been a big inspiration of mine. And this year, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Women's Forum, Talent to Watch, and taking your show from the speaker to the screen, which I think is so important nowadays. Social media plays a huge part of radio. For the complete lineup and to register before the rates go up, visit MorningShowBootCamp.com or check the boot camp link in the show notes. I don't think I would be where I am today without Morning Show Boot Camp. Hope to see you August 18th through the 19th in Chicago. Stuff that works so well, we stopped doing it. Brandwood On Demand. Dwight, your book, True Radio Confessions, covers a lot of turf from the early days of Top 40 to the fragmentation of formats and beyond. Are you noticing any things today that once worked so well for radio that we've just stopped doing them? Well, the concept of radio, I think, is great. And if I'm going to be flexible here with a definition, radio is someone doing entertainment or content being transmitted to someone else. I don't know what vehicle that'll take. But if you go back in time, my father used to book big bands for radio. That was the entertainment. That was the music. We always had announcers and newscasters. They were important. Commercials were always there. Even from the beginning, in 1920, in KDKA, they ran commercials to pay for the election results or the band or whatever. Yeah, Paley Cigar Store. Yeah, right, exactly. So really, none of that has changed. Yes, there's fragmentation, but fragmentation doesn't eliminate the desire for great entertainment or provocative talk. We just have so much to watch right now. You know, and it's a funny thing to say because when TV first came in, people thought, oh, TV is going to kill radio, right? And it really didn't kill radio. But at this point in our life, I mean, we have a list on the coffee table of movies and series that we want to watch. And that takes a lot of time away from other entertainment forms. Mm -hmm. So, of course, traditional radio suffered through all this. But I think one of the things that we stopped doing is local radio. I am hell-bent on this. Because I think it's a little bit like taking the balls out of baseball. Mm -hmm. Local radio, localism is what it was all about. That's why the FCC said that all these transmitters could broadcast. So, so local radio stations, like they could have done like in some countries where you just put up two sticks and give them 150,000 watts and that's it. You're done. You know, one 
the government runs one or two radio stations, one for music, one for news. Mm-hmm. But no, we didn't. We made individual radio stations with the idea that they would serve local communities. And we even codified that in the law. So right. that's what we walked away from. And it's a sin. Our thanks to Dwight Douglas. That's a tremendous stuff. Hey, by the way, you'll find links to True Radio Confessions. you got to get the book and more all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. Our thanks to Cindy Huber, our executive producer, and Hannah B., our associate producer, who helps with booking. And coming up next... Uh, Hi, this is Dwyer and Michaels, and coming up next on Brandwith On Demand... We will teach you the secrets of making it big in the smallest radio market in America. (laughs) Don't let them kid you. They're used to being on top of the competitive Quad Cities ratings, and they're former winners of the Kid Craddock Award at Morning Show Boot Camp from the legendary 97X, Dwyer and Michaels, next time. That's a wrap, Kipper. Here's some advice. Apply for the job that's not yet available. We'll talk about it in the show notes and one-minute marketing at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.